the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Life circumstances uniquely affect people differently, yet God's love, grace, and mercy are limitless. The good news is God's word is uniquely sufficient. He knows what to do in every situation. He made us and he knows us better than we know ourselves. The Bible tells us to trust him, lean on him, and to acknowledge him. Whether it's a success, a setback, or a failure, no matter what it is, God will order our steps when we depend on him and him alone to uniquely perform his good and perfect work within us. Listen as Pastor Rander continues. Psalms 100, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness, come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God, it is he that hath made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pastor. Enter into uh, his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name for the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and his truth endureth to all generations. And from this particular passage of scripture, we want to preach this morning God's requirements for praise and thanksgiving. God's requirements for praise and thanksgiving. As worshipers, God requires that we give attention to how we approach the house of God to worship in the name of God. Our God is an awesome God. He is a majestic God. He is a majestic king. He is savior. He is Lord. Therefore, we must prepare our body. We must prepare our soul. We must prepare our spirit to worship him in spirit and in truth. We must prepare our body, soul, and spirit uh, before coming into the presence of God to worship in his sanctuary because there is a prescribed way in which we must worship our Lord. God will not accept any kind of worship done any kind of way. There's a way in which we must worship our Savior. In Psalms 100, the psalmist celebrates Israel's special relationship with God and summons worshipers to praise the Lord for his faithfulness. How does God require us to praise and worship him. How does God require us to praise and worship him? Number one, God requires joyful celebration and worship of him. God requires joyful celebration and worship of him. The scripture says in verse one, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. In other words, that passage is saying no one is exempt from praising God. Therefore, this is a call to praise the Lord with a joyful shout. When the scripture says all ye lands, you see that? All ye lands. This verse is a universal call to praise the Lord. The call to praise God is not just for the nation Israel, but even for Gentiles 
and, and nations not yet even born. Like I said last week, when the psalmist penned this psalms, America was not even born, and yet God had America on his mind. True believers in every nation must take delight in celebrating the Lord who is God and the Lord is king. Even in heaven, believers from every nation of the world will celebrate our king, our savior, and Lord from every tribe and every nation. Revelation chapter 7, verses 9 through 12. I like that great passage. We have thanksgiving in heaven to our Savior, Lord, and God. Revelation 7, 9 through 12 says, After these things I looked, and behold, a great multitude, which no one can number, of all, look, nations, all tribes, all people, from all tongues, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed with white robes, with palm branches in their hands, and crying out with a loud voice, saying, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb, the Lamb, the Lord Jesus Christ, who came to take away the sins of the world. Verse 11, all the angels stood around the throne and the elders and the four living creatures and fell on their faces before the throne and worshiped God, Worship God, saying, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom, Thanksgiving, I like that, thanksgiving in heaven, giving of thanks to God, the Lord Jesus Christ for who he is and what he's done, the majestic king of all the ages, the, the majestic king of heaven, earth, and under the earth, gets all honor and power and might be to our God forever, amen. Since God is our creator and king, there is coming a day of reckoning when all who refuse to worship and acknowledge God as king and Lord will one day bow and worship him and they will see his face. There are people who don't want to acknowledge Jesus as God. They don't want to hear the name of Jesus. They want to take God out of everything, but even they too will one day recognize who he is, see him face to face, bow down and worship him, and then bust hell wide open because they did not accept him uh, in the allotted time of their lifespan while here on earth. Philippians chapter 2 verses 9 through 11 says, therefore God also has highly exalted Exalted him and given him the name which is above every name that at the name of Jesus. I love that. Say the name of Jesus. Say the name of Jesus. Uh, you, ought to, you ought to just put the name of Jesus in your conversation. That's right. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Straighten me up. In the name of Jesus. Help me to not talk so much. In the name of Jesus, help me to be still. In the name of Jesus, help me not to be messy. In the name of Jesus, help me to walk holy. In the name of Jesus, help me to live holy. In the name of Jesus, help me to give holy. In the name of Jesus, help me to see things from a spiritual perspective and not from a selfish uh, 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 perspective. In the name of Jesus, help me to have a high view of God. In the name of Jesus, help me to walk right and live right and be right. In the name of Jesus. You see, you need, we, we need to put the name of Jesus all over our own lives. In the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of those in heaven, of those on the earth, and those under the earth. 
And that every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Every knee going to bow. Every tongue is going to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Number two, it is impossible to genuinely worship God apart from a heart that is filled with gladness and singing. It is impossible to genuinely worship God apart from a heart that is filled with gladness and singing. The scripture says in verse two, serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with what? Singing. Listen, when it's time to sing, like we have just sung just a few moments ago, I shouldn't have to say sing a little bit louder. I shouldn't say sing with energy, sing with joy. When you think about who God is and what he's done for you, you ought to make a joyful noise. Amen. Listen, there are no spectators in the house of God. We are all participants. You didn't come here to look at me and look at somebody else. This is not a show. This is worship. And we're to worship him in spirit and in truth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. God requires his people to come joyfully into his house to worship him. Without a spirit of gladness, we cannot genuinely worship or praise our Lord. I've never seen miserable, angry saints sing joyfully. And that's why some of you can't sing. You're too mean to sing. Some of you can't sing. You're angry. You're angry about what your wife said or what your husband said, what your child did. You're angry about your past. You're angry about where you are in life. You you are angry about the injustices of life. Sometimes you're angry at yourself and the decisions you made in life. But you have to ask God to move that spirit of anger so that you can worship God freely, unhindered by the spirit of anger if you're going to sing joyfully. I've seen saints gossip. I've seen them grumble. I've seen them criticize. I've seen them be selfish. I've seen them be negative. I've seen them be messy. I've seen saints backbite. I've seen them slender. But I very seldom see saints singing joyfully. Some won't even sing at all. Even with the words on the screen, they won't sing. Everybody else is singing, they won't sing. Don't come into God's house without singing. Ask God to put the spirit of singing in your mouth to the glory of God. But believers who are unhappy typically do not sing joyfully because they do not possess gladness in their heart. That's why they cannot sing joyfully. When your heart is filled with praise and adoration to God, you will be moved by the Spirit of God to sing a song unto the Lord. Let me say that again. When your heart is filled with praise and adoration to God, you will be moved by the Spirit of God to sing a song unto the Lord. Every believer should have a song the same. You ought to be humming around the house, not groaning around the house. You ought to be whistling around the house. You, you ought to just sing to the glory of God. Beloved people, places, and the things of this world system cannot bring true gladness. You can go take a vacation in Mexico and still not be glad. You can go to the Alps of Switzerland and cannot be glad. You can go to the Pacific Ocean and not be glad. You can go down to the Panama Canal and not be glad. You can go over uh, to the French Canal or, or go to the Eiffel Tower and not be glad. You see, gladness comes 
from the presence of God in the heart, the gladness of God in the heart. Believers should have a song to sing. And places and the things of this world system cannot bring true gladness. There are a whole lot of folk got big houses, nice cars, nice clothes, but they're not glad. Only receiving Christ and possessing a deep communion with him brings gladness in the heart. You say, how do you know? Psalm 1611 says, you will show me the path of life in your presence is fullness of joy. It didn't say in the presence of the technology, uh, in the presence of the television, in presence of people. In your presence, Lord, is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasure forevermore. Psalms 4, 7a also says, I like this, you have put gladness in my heart. You have put gladness in my heart. Listen, if the Lord don't put gladness in your heart, you will not be glad. You need to enjoy the God of your salvation. And all does not have to be well to be glad. That's right. You are to, to rejoice in the Lord always. And the scripture says, and again I say rejoice, as it says in the book of Philippians. Focusing on the person of Christ, focusing on the glory of Christ, focusing on the love of Christ, focusing on the grace of Christ, and focusing on the mercy of Christ will move us to sing joyfully to him as we serve the Lord with gladness. Let me say that again. Some of y'all can get glad in the house today. Focusing on what? The person of Christ. The person of Christ. Focusing on the glory of Christ. Focusing on the love of Christ. Focusing on the grace of Christ. Focusing on the mercy of Christ will move us to sing joyfully to him as we serve the Lord with gladness. Thirdly, you must first have a personal relationship with the Lord before you can genuinely worship God. You must first have a personal relationship with the Lord before you can genuinely worship the Lord. The scripture says in verse 3a, know ye that the Lord, he is God. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. Jehovah God is the only true and living God. Your worship will not be accepted by him Unless you first come to Christ by grace through faith and he alone is the object of your worship. Without knowing him personally, without having an authentic personal relationship with Christ, you cannot be glad because you got to have an intimate personal relationship you must believe in his life, believe in the, the virgin birth. You must believe in his life. You must believe in his death, his burial, his resurrection, his coming again. When you say you have Christ in your heart, your life ought to be indicative of the fact that you have life, the life of God living in the soul. Listen, you, the worst thing you can have is a sad faith. A faith, a talked about faith. God don't want you to just talk about Christ. He wants you to have a genuine, authentic relationship with him. He wants you to know him. 
Philippians 3.10 says, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings. And that means that we'll suffer on Christ for the cause of Christ when we really know him and live for him. When you believe in his birth, his death, his resurrection, and when you let your light shine for Christ and you're talking about Jesus and you're saying in the name of Jesus, you're saying if the Lord wills and you putting God in everything you do, there will be some sufferings for the cause of Christ. Once we know God personally, he requires that we have an undivided allegiance to him. The Lord is God all by himself and he must be worshiped exclusively without any competing idols of this world system because he will not share his glory with another. He's a jealous God and he will not share his glory with another. It's not God and television. It's not God and sex. It's not God and money. It's not God and women. It is not God and you. It is God all by himself. Isaiah 42 8 says, I am the Lord. In case you don't know it, I am the Lord. That is my name. And my glory I will not give to another, nor my praise to carved images. Number four, we worship God because he is our creator. He is our creator. He said, how do you know that? In verse 3b it says, it is he, God, that hath made us and not we ourselves. You didn't make you. God created you. That's right. We didn't just happen to come here. We didn't evolve. We didn't come from monkey. We didn't come. I'm insulted. I say I came from monkey. That's stupid talk. Matter of fact, people believe like that is a fool. You say he got a PhD, then he's a PhD fool. Why you say that? That's what the Bible say. I stick with the Bible. Psalms 14, 1 says, a fool has said, there is no God. It is he that has made us and not we ourselves. God knew you before you knew yourself. God knew you eons years ago. God knew you uh, way back yonder when in eternity passed. He knew when you would come uh, into fruition. He knew what color you would be, what country you would be born in. He, would, he knew what color your eyes would be. If you have hair, no hair. He, 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 he knew the mom and daddy you would have. He knew the foster parents you would have. He knew the siblings you would have. When you were in the mind of God, he knew all about you. Some of y'all think you can fool God. That's silliness. How you gonna fool a God who knew you before you were born? Amen. Uh, it is he, he, God, that hath made us and not we ourselves. God created us. God saved us for, why did he make us? Why did he save us? For his glory and for us to fellowship with him. For his glory, his honor, for fellowshipping with him. In other words, since we are his by creation, and then we are his by salvation through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. We must not promote ourselves. God did not create us to promote ourselves. He did not create us to indulge ourselves. He did not 
it created us to empower ourselves. He did not create us to seek our own interests. Instead, he wants us to focus on him. He created us to carry out his kingdom agenda for the allotted time that we are on earth. God created us. Your kids ought to know from when they can barely begin to talk. Boy, girl, you came from God. Boy, you came from God. Before they can say mama, uh, daddy, your, God gave you your mama. And God gave you your daddy. And let me tell you something, boy, you are a boy. Girl, you are a girl. And you're not going to think hellish in here. You're going to be proud of how God made you. And when folks try to change what God has made, they are miserable. They become suicidal. They are depressed. They're still not happy. You know why? They're trying to be something that God didn't make them to be. You need to be satisfied with who you are. You sure said that right. With who you are. Whatever color you are, be thankful. I'm not upset because I'm black. Black is beautiful. I'm a beautiful, bald-headed black man. And I can prove it from scripture. You are pretty, beautiful, Hispanic, uh, Asian, uh, Filipino, uh, Jamaican, uh, Islander, uh, wherever you come from. You short, you beautiful. You tall, you beautiful. You thin, you beautiful. You, you, you stocky, you beautiful. <laughs> I ain't going no further. <laughs> you ain't getting me in trouble. I'm not going. You young, you beautiful. You, you, not, not, no, yeah, you old. Old. You're not seasonally beautiful. You old and beautiful. David said, I once was young, but now I'm, I know you don't like the word old, but you old. Thank God that you've lived to see some years and some decades come and go. Yeah, he, he, he could. Isaiah 43, 7 says, everyone who is called by my name, whom I have created for my glory. Look, it's about his name and his glory. I have, look, in case you're confused about this, all these, uh, this craziness in these colleges and universities, they just it, it, educating God out of folk. I, I have formed him. He says, I, I made you. I formed you. Look what he said. The scripture says, I have made you. He didn't say, oh, maybe I made you. I kind of made you. No, I have made you, period. So you, you say, well, can you show me some more scriptures? Because I'm still confused about who made me. <laughs> Psalms 119.73a says, your hands have made me. Look at that. Well, I'm so glad God made me because if you had anything to do with making me, no telling. I have an ear in my mouth, a toe in my ear. Hey, have you seen people try to make, make these dolls and stuff? They can't breathe. You know, they, try, you know, they make these little, what you call them? These little things they put clothes on in the store. 
Mannequins, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Y'all been in enough stores to know what I'm You know, you, I look at them, I look at them. Sometimes they, they got them all dressed up. And I look at them, I say, man, they, they, but, they, but you know, they, they can't turn their head. But man made them. They can't blink an eye. They can't move a finger. They can't breathe. All they can do is sit there and look with some attire on. They can't even grunt. But oh, good God Almighty, I can move. I can go backwards. I can go forward. I can go this way. I can go that way. I clap my hand and I can jump. Why? God made me. You ought to be thankful that you can do all that. Now, some of y'all sitting here and you look like you've been baptized in lemon juice. I saw one of my dear close friends the other day, just the other day in, in Houston, and to see him had, a, had a, just a back surgery. And from this back surgery, he was having so much pain, decided to have surgery. And his sister had just died, and he couldn't make that funeral. And his brother died, and, and, and then, he could, then, then he's, I walked in there, and then he just laid out. I said, what happened? You know, he could, couldn't talk and had a trach, and they were suctioning that out. He couldn't raise his hand. He couldn't move. He was throwing up all over himself and trying to tell me sorry. I said, man, you're sick. And I just looked at him and couldn't move his arms, can't take himself to the restroom. And I just looked at him. We grew up together. And I'm just looking at him. I said, wow. And here we are. You can move your hands. You can move your feet. You can walk. And you can talk. And you can wave your hands. And you too mean to enjoy God. When you think about who God is and, and where you could be right now, you don't have to be dead. You can just be an invalid. You can be an invalid. Somebody have to feed you, clothe you, restroom you, brush your teeth. You came scratch an itch. And then you come in here Oh, Saul, where is the joy in your life? If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching and would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit MaranathaSA.org where you will find an archive of audio messages, service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much more. Maranatha Bible Church is located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North, Converse, Texas 78109. And if you would like to make a special donation to support the radio ministry of Maranatha Bible Church, please visit our website at maranathasa.org. Select the Give option and choose the Radio Broadcast Support Fund. Thank you very much for your generosity. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.